You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It's Monday, Valentine's Day. I hope all you guys out there, if you didn't get the word, I hope you're listening to the early program. You can go get things fixed really quick. Um, but, you know, breakfast in bed, something cool, something fun. But it is, uh, it is Valentine's Day, and if you don't believe in all that, that's okay, too. It's still Monday the 14th, and we're glad you're here on Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, and spend some time in the Word with the Lord, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever uh, we get led in the chapter. My co-host today is Fee Walters. Hello. How are you, Felicia? I'm wonderful. How are Good. you? Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's fun. So uh, tell the folks how they can get involved in Morning Breath. Listen, if you want to join us, if you want to know what's coming, maybe read the chapter ahead of time so that you're prepared for the conversation that we have, you can go to the East Coast app, which is free in your app store, eccc.us, or call our office at 321-452-1060. We will email you or mail you uh, a calendar of of chapters so that you can join us daily. Absolutely. Love to do that. And uh, we've got a couple of things going on. I'll take one and Fee can take the other. We have a leadership training that started actually on the third. It'll be four sessions on Thursday nights from seven to 10. There's three 45 minute classes there. It's being taught by a bunch of different pastoral staff from the from East Coast Christian Center and from the university. And it starts up again the 17th. And so Thursday night, the 17th at 7. And if you'll sign up online, go to our website, sign up. We will actually give you a link to the first one. And so you can go catch Ooh, up on I like that. that. Yeah, that's hey, technology. We, we're, well, we, I love it. We, I say we, but it isn't we. It's they <laughs> know how to do all that stuff. Yes, so yes. I appreciate it. We have another <laughs> thing coming up this week, this Saturday, February 19th, ladies. We have oh. a Bunko brunch. Bunko is a dice game I'm not familiar with, but I hear it is a ton of fun. They get together, they bring a dish, and they have a lot of fun. They do that from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at our Coco location, and it actually happens on the third Saturday of every single month also. This is a really big, exciting thing. There is childcare. So, yeah, mamas, big, if you need a little break, um, mamas, and you don't need let a little... your babies grow up without <laughs> childcare. That's right. That's right. If you need a little break, you need a little connection. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great place for you to really um, just take some time for yourself and be yeah blessed. and you can so. actually fake a nap while you're playing bunco you know and that, you know that'd what? be good if you too. need to lay your head down <laughs> you instead can. of playing you dice can. you can you can i always thought bunco uh a totally ig- ignorant here i thought it was like like the the gangster squad oh or something. it kind of sounds nev- like <laughs> i never knew that it was actually you know hey a bunco like yeah. I, I never had any idea it was a, a game that ladies play. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I know Yahtzee, but it's, it's yeah, got to be some Yahtzee. sort of oh, yeah. dice thing. So anyway, whatever it is, have they children. have a lot of fun. So. You have children, I so do you have know chil- Yahtzee. I, yes. I have grandchildren, so I know Yahtzee. So that's the way that works. So even if you don't know how to play Bunko or yeah. Yahtzee, oh, show up, tiled. do the thing, oh, yeah. it'll be fun. You, you'll be in there in, in no time. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun. Anyway, so we're glad you're here with us today, and uh, we are actually starting a new book today, starting Woo-hoo. the book of Ruth, Yes, and we're going to do the whole 
whole little book here. It's not a very long book. It's only four chapters, isn't it? I yep, think I just remember four correctly. Chapters. And uh, we're going to get the first one today. And actually, by the end of the week, we'll have it all I'll done. Go through and, a whole book in yeah, one week. Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just eat it up. And sometimes yeah. I really think these little books, you know, you have to look at two things. Not only individually what each verse might be saying to you but what's the overall mess mess yeah. message of the book what is what's ruth in here yeah for? and what the progression of the story like what yeah. what are they trying to say and how, how is the story really bookended and it's easier to see in a story that's shorter like yeah this, it sure you know? is because i read isaiah and i'm like right huh? i forgot where we started yeah <laughs> and in fact somebody said that isaiah matches the amount of books in the bible for the oh. chapters and it actually is a picture of the whole Oh, the whole yeah. So that's there's a lot of stuff. Okay. I mean, but it takes you know, it's a lot harder. Yeah, with Isaiah. yeah. Let me just say that yeah, the overview of Ruth yeah. is a little bit easier yeah. to like grasp onto. Yeah. And you it's can entirely, see it from so. where I stand. Yes, yes. You don't have to climb a ladder and <laughs> for sure. know, get a telescope. But anyway, so glad you guys could be here. So we're going to get in there. I'm going to read the the uh, New American Stand. No, New King James. I almost lost my mind there. New King James version. You're going to read the NIV. I'm going to read the NIV. And so there are 22 verses. So I'm just going to do 11. You can do 11. Sounds like a plan to me. And we'll call it even. Ready when you are. All right. I say unto you, read, sir. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem of Judea dwelt, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Mahlon and Chilion. Ephraimites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, I have a hard time saying that, Naomi's husband died and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab and the name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Both Malon and Chilion also died. So the women survived her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to your, her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, surely will we return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that, that they may be your husband's? She said, return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me. Even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. 
Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Amen. So this would have been about March in, in the Israel harvest time. And I always... Sometimes I like to look and figure out where, you know, what date are they talking where, about? Where are we? When are we? I feel better when I understand how things look yep. around me in in the season we're in, or maybe even sometimes smell around mm-hmm. me in that. Mm-hmm. I think all those things are powerful uh, connectors to, to the story in that. One of the things that I think uh, is worth asking this question and this is rhetorical, but Fee can answer it if she'd like. Oh, um, no, no, it's easy. <laughs> I mean, it's easy in many ways. We is it is everything that is written in the Bible the truth? Everything's true. It was either said or not said. It was spoken or not spoken. It was believed or not believed. But not everything in the Bible is truth. Mm-hmm. An example is they said Jesus had a devil. Right. Well, it's true that that's in the Bible, and it's true they said that. But it's not but truth. It's the truth. Yeah. And this chapter hits me that way yeah. in a couple of spots. Yeah. I kind of look at it and go, wait a minute. You left Israel and went to Israel's enemies in Moab, whom God called his, I think he called him his wash basin. Mm. Um, it, it's not good. Not good. That, I mean, that isn't the way God thinks of any of us. Um, and, and then when you ended up in a terrible situation— you're blaming God yeah. for everything that went wrong. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of, you know, and Naomi was, you know, call me Mara, you know, bitter. Yeah. And she blamed the Lord. And again, all that happens when she comes back, and I don't want to preempt the story too much, is God takes care of her yeah. and blesses her. Yeah. She was blessed before she left, and she was blessed when she got back. And that kind of, I've just seen that maybe in my own life. Yeah. You know, where where even uh, not that I've ever walked away from God, but I've wandered in my life at times. You know, my line hasn't been perfectly straight from salvation to Jesus uh, to heaven. And so, you know, I it's almost like for me that I have this holy umbrella of God's favor in my life and I can choose to walk out from underneath it. Yeah. I can make choices that are destructive yeah. or, you know, deceitful or any of the big deeds you could come up yeah, with. Yeah. And then I would, but I wouldn't turn around. Now, I'm not saying I'm better than Ruth by any means. I have more understanding than Ruth because I've got the New Testament and Jesus right. and the Holy Spirit right. in my life. It's probably the only thing I got going for me that way. <laughs> and uh, I know that none of those things are God's fault. Right. And so that kind of, as I read this chapter, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, is really God after you so much right. as you think, Naomi? I think a really, I, I actually love, I love that um, because I looked at that and went, 
even when we don't have the right view of God. Oh, yeah. Come on. Right? It's good. There was room. The Lord gave her space. Yep. Um, to grieve. Yep. Um, and yet he was still providential in the midst of it. That's good. Right? That, that she was yep. able to express this, this sorrow and this hurt, and she was able to lament, maybe even in a way that was not accurate of him. Right. And now, How do you still, act when... I, I know how I... Let me do it. I'm not picking on you. I know how I act when people don't think of me the way they should. Right, right. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I don't have that attitude. And he's so secure, right? Oh, the Lord is so secure in himself goodness. that he's able to say, you know what? There's mm. there's room for your grief. There's room for your for your anger. Your there's room for your yeah, frustrations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I love that. Now I, there is still, you know, the scripture says, "Be angry and sin not." Right. right? So in your anger, um, you're in a dangerous. You're in a precarious place because you could <laughs> you could step into the line of hurting someone else yep. in your anger. Yep. But I just love that that she was able to express that, and yet and not to preempt the rest of the story. But she finds the kindness of God. Yes. Yes. Right, and that—that's always the thing that leads us back. Right, the—the—the the, the word says that it's his goodness that leads yes. men unto repentance. It's beautiful, and so I—that's what I see in that. Like she has some really, really severe words. Well, she does. Uh, it's hard. It's hard words, yeah. but it's also grief, and it's—and I don't know that we necessarily talk about there being space for lament and grief all the time. It's not something that in our culture we talk about a lot. I'm familiar with it. My husband works in, in hospice care, and yes. so we talk about grief yes. a lot, and just the. Need Need for the space for it but i just i i love the freedom that she had to express the thing and yet ruth still wanted to go with her yes which tells me that oh yeah she was able to say I this is a snippet thing. here right like you they lived together for 10 years yep. is what it said mm-hmm. and something about the way that that family had lived their lives in moab as israelites followers of of the true God that made Ruth say, I need whatever it is that you have. We're walking through something hard, and yet I know that this is the thing that I need. Absolutely. And Ruth never said any of those things that right. Naomi did. And she lost a husband. Yep. It wasn't like, like I mean, to she lose a husband and both son, right. sons is horrible, but that, that was her brother-in-law. That was her and father-in-law. And her security. Absolutely. Right? Like, on every level. And yet she never went in that direction. I will say this, and, and I don't know that it's age all the time, but sometimes when you're older, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you get older and wiser. But you know what? Sometimes age brings weakness. Yeah, yeah. Less, uh, less strength in an area. Of course, we know physically, but it doesn't just yeah. always affect people mm-hmm. physically. You know, and, and Roger knows working in hospice, yeah. you see people affect, affected spiritually, yes. emotionally, physically yeah. mentally yeah age is not kind and you in, don't know where areas. life has worn people down that's right right where they've rubbed all yeah. the tread off the tires yeah. in that one spot absolutely and so when when we read this i i don't ever get an attitude about about her uh naomi but i do recognize that maybe not everything she said was really true yeah. truth and even later on, would she reconsider some right. of that when she's holding her grandson? Right. Yeah. You the know, redemption and, that yeah, has happened. And, and, yeah. and experience the full redemption of yeah. God's uh, grace in her life. Would she, would she say that again? Yeah. But I love that the Bible doesn't hide, and it doesn't matter if it's Ruth or David or yeah. who it is, that the Bible doesn't hide 
people's yes. weaknesses yes. or shortcomings, it gives me hope. Same. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, because, you know, sometimes when you, you know, you hear someone speaking from the front and, uh, you know, I had a pastor one time, an incredible guy, uh, West Point graduate, uh, you know, civil engineer, super smart guy, super physically fit guy. And uh, he was kind of like the pastor that could do no wrong. Mm. And uh, he was hard to follow. Yeah. Only because my own brain, not, not, he, not that he was doing anything wrong, but I thought, of course, he's making it. Right. How am I going to make right, it? Because right. I'm not that, you know. I, I just got out of high school. I barely got into college. You know, I just, I, I quit. I, you know, right. I could go right down the line. I'm not that. How am I going to make it in the kingdom of God? Yeah, I think that they are such a great example of of an authentic relationship that yeah. breathes and moves mm. and has space to be honest about some things because that's I think we we live in a culture that really celebrates individualism and not the we're going to get in this together and mm. we're going to like maybe it's muddy and mucky right now and we're going to work through that together that's and good. be we know more about um, the relationship between Ruth and Naomi than we do about Ruth or Naomi individually, right? right we we, right. we see Absolutely. them do something together. And Absolutely. I think that that's actually something that is really valuable about this story is the reminder for us that it's not just about our own our own path and our own individual like thing. It, God's called us into this community together to wrestle with the hard things together. I have a, I have a verse for that in this chapter that I wrote something down next to. I think you'll like it. It says, in verse 14, then they lifted up their voices and wept again, mm-hmm. and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And I just wrote next to it, kisser or cleaver? Yeah. Are you a kisser or yeah, a cleaver? Yeah. yeah. And that speaks to what you said. Mm-hmm. Ruth was, no, I'm, I'm not doing this alone. I'm not starting over. I'm going to. And, you know, I think that's a, that's a big deal that a lot of people don't consider, that when you're considering st- leaving a marriage or Mm. leaving a job or leaving a church or leaving a relationship or leaving whatever, a lot of times we don't really think that through Mm. that I've I've got to start over. Yeah, there's some, there's some, you know, there's some bumps that have been in the road and it hasn't always been easy in our marriage or at my job or at our church or wherever it is. But do I really want to start this all over again? <laughs> I always look at my husband and I'm like, I don't care what happens. I don't I don't have the energy to start over. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do it. I even my my best friend, we've been best friends for 13 years and I'm like, you we know too much about each other. I we we've, we've worked yeah, we've worked too hard to to <laughs> it's have obvious this kind who your of, best yes, friend is. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to start over. And right. I and I think that that's good. That's what oh, the Lord's called us to absolutely. is to be in covenant with each other that says I don't care what happens. We are here for each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, it's like my mom set a great example for me in with friends. Um, she always had lifelong friends. Mm. And they were people that would be over at our house. I mean, one of them I called my aunt and uncle yeah. because they were just that close to yeah. our family. And uh, my dad, not so much, just different lifestyle, different person. And uh, it's it's affected me. And I have friends that I have over friends of over 50, well, actually one, 61 years. Wow. And, I love that. You know, it's from first grade yeah. till now, Mike Black and I have been friends. And uh, there, obviously, there's been reasons to throw, you know, throw him out with the bathwater right. occasionally or me. All out, of us, right? All of us, yeah. right? But it's not worth it. 
<laughs> you know, the, what you lose is, is, is such a, a loss in comparison to what you gain. Now, think about for a moment what you do gain. You gain the right to be right. And you know what? Being right can be stinking lonely. It, for sure. It can be stinking <laughs> sure. lonely because just being right isn't the best thing going on in our lives. I will say one other thing about this chapter that I, that I think just as part of the overall view of it, this is an incredible book of redemption mm. of people who were, you know, pretty much on the end, at the end of their rope. And yet in the middle of all this, God redeems them. And he doesn't just barely redeem them. Right. He brings them in, his kingsman redeemer. It's a picture of the yep. gospel. I mean, you could you could use Ruth's, you know, entreating or whatever you'd want to call it. It's really almost a speech. It could be a prayer of salvation. Mm. You could yep. pray this yep. prayer and put Jesus' yep. name in it. Be a perfect prayer yeah. for someone to give their yeah. heart and life to Christ. I, I want to follow whatever, wherever it is you're doing. I'm on. I'm, I'm I there. need you, and I want to be with you. And there's a couple of songs, sure, that, you know, sure. kind of go with that pretty <laughs> good, but make us want to sing them. But yeah. all that stuff. But it was. It's just. It's an incredible covenant uh, picture. Yep. It's an incredible uh, redemption picture. There's a lot of you know all those are Bible words. I get it, but there's all of that going on yeah. in this first. Well, chapter. Well, redemption just means a buying back. Yeah. And I, what, what I love about when, when the Lord redeems something, when he buys something back, it's not broken anymore. It's better than it was mm. before. That's the way that he does things. He doesn't just buy broken things and leave them broken. He buys them back and heals them so that they can live a life that they maybe couldn't have even done before. Mm. You know, you get a story and, and a, you, get, you get more story of faithfulness with God that spurs you into living um, just a life of, of love and joy and integrity with the Lord because of the things that he has um, has redeemed on your behalf. You know, I've always struggled a little bit with putting into words that picture of God. It's not like, you know, you look at a, a classic car that's been rebuilt and redone. It's more than that, right. what Jesus has done. Right. I mean, you take the best remodel of a house you can come up with. It's more than a remodel. Yeah. It's a brand new model that never existed right. before. And I've always, you know, and that's one of the definitions of the word, you know, to, to be born again and all that. But I've always, you know, like there's no natural example right. of that. You know, we've tried with butterflies and, you know, bullfrogs right. and butterflies and tadpoles and all that stuff. But it's even more, you know, more than any of that. Yeah. It's more than a transformation. Yeah. It's more than a metamorphosis. Right. It's more than a... We're, we're new creatures. Yeah, That's there, what the Bible there's says. There's nothing yeah. else in the planet that is as big and as new as what happens when Jesus gets hold of a person's That's life. That's right. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, one of the things that I think might be something we could learn from this is when they left Israel to go to Moab, you know, it says because of food. And I get it. That's important. And feeding your family is important. But I was reminded of Jesus in the wilderness and Satan said, turn these stones to bread. And that would have been the opposite of what God's will was for him in that moment. And he chose not to, though he was starving. And it's, it's important to feed your family, but I believe God knows that. Mm. And that God will feed our family. And I think we've got to be careful chasing blessings, mm. chasing things. And I, I, again, I'm not throwing rocks at anybody here, but I've watched people through the years go there, 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 trying to find, even even single people, their affections are easily yeah. sent out to many others. 
until they find the port of marriage. Right. You know, and then they, they settle down and they're okay. But, you know, a lot of this to me looks like, Lord, save me from this. I don't want to run to try to find something that actually takes me further mm. further from you. And even the national uh, faithlessness that's demonstrated here, you want to live with Israel's enemies. Right. And marrying Moad women was illegal. And so I don't even know how Boaz married Ruth. Right, right. But that just shows you that it isn't legalism. It's, you know, grace and God's love. And I don't know, those kinds of things, when I looked at it, I thought, wow, I am sure glad God redeems us that he takes the worst of our lives and he turns them into something worth having. He's the great weaver of stories. Gosh, help us, (laughs) Jesus. Keep weaving, Lord. Yes. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.